0: Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical LibroCubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the LibroCube. I am Jordan Maywood, the Lackadaisical LibroCubiculist. Today is Tuesday, December the 18th. <laughs> Tuesday, as you are no doubt aware, within the Liberal Cube is TV Tuesdays, sometimes called Television Tuesdays, if you're feeling sort of uh, in the mood to say the entire word. Today's sponsor is the Real Church of American Idol. Once again, today's sponsor is the Real Church of American Idol. Where our motto is, ignore all false idols. Well, I got a, uh, I'm not sure if I would qualify this as a shit ton of things to talk about. But, definite, a poop ton. Yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go a poop ton. The first item is a little program by the name of Dexter, which... Uh, the Mrs. and I have recently started watching. I believe we are on the second disc of the first season. Episode 5 and 6, I think. Fairly certain. The first episode that I brought back here to talk about is one in which Dexter, who, if you don't know, is a sociopathic serial killer um, with a moral code. <laughs> So that's weird. Weirdly awesome. For his first time, I believe, in his life, went to see a psychiatrist. Which is interesting, because uh, I thought they show a lot of uh, flashbacks in Dexter, in which it's him and his father, and his, uh, being his adoptive father, um, seems to really care for him. And um, knows about his sociopathy. And because of that, you would think maybe he would try to get him some sort of mental health. uh, As in, a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist. The rapist, as I like to call therapists. Uh, But no, apparently that never came up. And this is the first time he had ever been to a psychiatrist. Uh, That being said the reason he is seeing Saw this, uh, this dude is because he had a feeling that the guy was a serial killer himself. Ooh! Shit. (laughs) I just said that. And, uh, what I want to do, try to do, uh, and even very rarely forget to do, is to mention at the top of each show that there will be spoilers. So, That was one, in a sense, yes. Mm, No, no, that definitely was one. So, apologies for that. There will be more spoilers, but now you've been warned, so it's allowed. Right? Right. Sorry? Sorry. Uh, So, Dexter uh, goes in, and this uh, psychologist, psychiatrist, not sure which, turns out to be, and here is the big spoiler, a serial killer, sort of. Uh, I like what they did in this episode because this uh, guy did not go out and strangle, stab, maim, and murder people. No. He used his super psychiatry abilities to uh, cause women and all sort of powerful women, like uh, doctors and lawyers, and I think there was a bodybuilder, all powerful women... Uh, used his super psychiatry abilities to try to talk them into uh, killing themselves. Which, apparently, uh, at least, I think it was four or five times, he was successful in doing so. So, uh, that was interesting. Rather than have your average, everyday, axe-wielding serial killer, a guy who does it um, with his words. So, I wonder if that is... Possible. Well, you know what? I think it's maybe in his case, it was a combination of words and um, medication. So he would uh, put them on sort of antidepressants. And then, one thing when you are on antidepressants that uh, doctors warn you about is that uh, never, ever, ever just like quit them cold turkey. Like, go right off them. That's supposed to be uh, really bad for your brain chemistry, basically. So, uh, he would do that and then talk about how it was pretty sick. Uh, talk about how suicide is, in some cultures, it's not frowned upon and yada yada yada. So, uh, Dexter, who is a serial killer of serial killers, serial killed him. <laughs> uh, something that I kind of thought was gonna happen, but didn't, was that he, uh, I thought Dexter would make this guy's murder looked like a suicide, just to sort of fit it in with the other, uh, with the way he killed people. But no, he, he's never really done that before, so I don't know why I thought that. I just thought it would be cool. Okay, so let's move on to uh, the next Dexter. I brought Looks like I brought two back, back to the liberal cube. The next is one in which Dexter finds out that despite his adoptive father telling him that his parents were dead, his biological father was actually, spoiler, alive. So that was pretty cool. Being the sociopath that he is, this did not really have much of an effect on him. Uh, The whole lack of normal feelings thing kind of gets in the way of that. So uh, let's just wrap that episode up with saying that he, he uh, Dexter never figures this out by the end of the episode, but uh, as I mentioned in past TV Tuesdays in which I spoke about Dexter, they are doing sort of a, a Buffy, Angel-type uh, uh, season in which there'll be one sort of what I call the uber bad guy who's behind the scenes of basically every episode. And then each individual episode, like the one with the psychiatrist, will have a sort of uh, bad guy just for that particular episode. You, you see how that, how that works? It works well. It works very well in Buffy, and it's working well in this. Now, something I am debating is that we do find out uh, fairly early, because we're only, the Mrs. and I, five, six episodes in, we do find out who this serial killer is. Oh my god, the uber super bad guy who knows actually who Dexter is, and knows that Dexter is a serial killer himself. We find out who it is, and it turns out it is... Yeah, no, I'm not going to (laughs) say It is uh, someone, I'm going to try not to say, I should say. Uh, it is someone within Dexter's life, uh, basically. Uh, and it turns out, this I will give away, Dexter did not find this out, but it turns out that but this uber bad guy was the one who killed Dexter's biological father. Oh, man. So I was sort of working the, behind the scenes and talking uh, f- with Dexter. Very, very cool. Digging it very much so far. Let's move on. I uh, brought back for you some M.A.S.H., which I haven't done in a while. I'm uh, chugging my way through. I find because I do the majority of my podcast editing in the morning, which is when I used to watch my TV on DVD, uh, it's going a little slower than normal. So i am only just started Season 3 of M.A.S.H., Season 3 of Eleven, <laughs> so this might take a while. Uh, I bet I would be quite a bit further along, but uh, i it's hard to edit podcast and watch TV at the same time. So, just chugging along, chugging along. It looks like I brought three episodes back here. The first being a very, very sad one. If you ever did watch Math and are sort of of an age in which it was on TV... You no doubt know this one. Uh, it was about Henry Blake, who was the sort of uh, colonel, Colonel Henry Blake, who was the, the man in charge of the MASH unit. MASH, of course, stands for Mobile Army Surgical Hospital, uh, in which they all work. He was the head dude there, kind of a chill leader, though. Wasn't uh, barking orders all the time had a sense of humor, liked his booze. Uh, basically, well-liked by all. Uh, and then he got his orders that he could go home. So he started his journey home. And here is the spoiler. Although, can I spoil a TV show that has been off the air for decades? I guess I could. And I'm going to. Uh, he died on his journey home. His uh, plane was shot down. Planar helicopter. Uh, and it was very, very sad. And... Did I shed a tear? I almost did. Maybe if uh, I hadn't seen that episode, probably at least my third time seeing it, if I had to guess. Uh, I may have, but it's still a very sad episode, and uh, he will be missed. The next episode is where they get rid of another character. Now, they get rid of uh, Trapper John in sort of a very... Well, you know what? A lackadaisical way, basically. Basically, he's there one episode and gone the next, and they don't give him any sort of uh, goodbyes or anything like that. The story is that uh, Hawkeye Pierce, played by Mr. Alan Alda, comes back from leave in Tokyo, and Trapper John is just gone. He had left. He got his, his orders that he could head home. So he did, and we never saw any of that leaving, we actually, in this episode, never see him whatsoever. Hawkeye heads towards where Trapper John was getting his flight and missed him by ten minutes and is reasonably so very upset about this um, and then they introduce the new sort of trapper John replacement in the form of mr. B J Honeycut, or as I like to call him blowjob honeycut. Ugh bj bj like bj and the bear i like to call blowjob and the bear why would you name someone bj just come on at least uh, at least go hj a little more a little more respectable hand job than blowjob is it not i think it is things are not going into orifices in an hj that's i think that's where the difference lies Okay, so there's a little uh, job tangent there for you. Sex job. He's introduced, and um, Hawkeye sort of is upset at not seeing Trapper John, but BJ sorts of, uh, sort of cheers him up on their trip back, and they go through a lot of different shit, shit in which uh, if you and a person were to go through, you would sort of bond over... Uh, including, of course, getting drunk at the end, and uh, then their buds for life, which uh, which is nice. He sort of slipped seamlessly into Trapper John's role. Trapper John, I'm curious, like, did something happen that he, like, quit and said, I'm not going to make any more episodes, and they just cut him out? Uh, and also, was there a show called Trapper John MD in which he had a spinoff? Maybe that's a... am I misremembering that? I don't know. Okay, and then in the next episode, we get yet another new character in the form of uh, Harry Morgan, who plays the new colonel, Colonel Potter. It's his first name. can't remember, Colonel Potter, who's a uh, sort of regular army uh, oldish dude who's been, uh, he actually even mentioned in this episode that he was there in World War One. He was 15 years old and lied about his age to get in, and has been fighting wars ever since. Uh, also a surgeon and a damn good one from the Zanzibar. So, uh, that's where we're at. We got uh, a bunch of new characters and got rid of a bunch of old characters. Well, two for two. In exchange, if you will. A mash exchange. I think that with the remaining characters... They go from this season 3 to season 11, and don't lose anybody else. With the, I think Frank Burns leaves at one time. Goes crazy, if I, if I do recall. Let's, uh, I'm almost at work, so I'll just quickly get in. Two episodes of It Is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. As I have said every time I've mentioned it, this is the funniest show that has ever existed. Long pause there to let that sink in. Uh, the first, <laughs> first episode was called Anti-Social Network, uh, in which they uh, try to make a viral video to get their bar uh, on the Facebook and on the World Wide Web and bring in uh, that sort of clientele. Uh, there's a shisher, someone who shushes, uh, and there is much, much comedy. Very, very funny. As you can imagine, Frank, played by Danny DeVito, who apparently knows very little of viral videos, instead creates a virus video, uh, which basically will be thought of as a virus by anyone who receives it. Uh, Very, very funny. Uh, Almost at work. Better get going. Gang gets trapped. The gang gets trapped is an episode in which they break into a house, and the homeowners come home, and they are trapped. (laughs) Uh, See, like, if I said that about an episode of... uh, You know what, they did that in an episode of Cheers, now that I think about it, which was very funny, where uh, Rebecca gets trapped in Robin Colcourt's home. Ooh, that's a good poll. But if I said that about a uh, any show... You might just think, "Oh, yeah, yeah, that does sound funny. But picture it in the funniest show ever created, and I was peeing myself laughing. Since I'm at work, I can't go into it too much further, other than to say there was one point where uh, Frank says about uh, a little girl that he's going to whip a bitch. <laughs> oh, God. Funny, funny stuff. Okay, folks, I'm going to go in and do eight hours of work as I do, and uh, come back for uh, a shit ton more. Love you all. Or rather, a, a, a poop ton all. Sorry, I forgot. A poop ton. Love you again. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! 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 Back. back we are back, back in action. Hello again. <laughs> How was that? I do not know. So let's jump right back into TV Tuesdays, because we got a comparatively speaking short drive home compared to many people, uh, and a shit ton—or I think, as we decided this morning, not quite a shit ton, but a poop ton. To talk about All Right? Alright, uh, so let's waste a little time and play the QQQQQQ 107 Radio Roulette. <laughs> All right, so, uh, okay song. Still, out of all the times we've played Q107 Radio Roulette, I haven't really got a really, really good song that I like to sing along to with that. So, that's a shame. But is it? Because we got so much to talk about, so maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Moving on to a little program... That, uh, actually, you know what I did? I brought two back. I brought Jimmy Kimmel back, and I brought Conan O'Brien back to the Liberal Cube. Because, if you listen to uh, Internet uh, Burp... I mean Day's episode... You will know that I watch Conan and Jimmy. Or, more accurately, I watch the clips they post on YouTube. I don't actually watch their shows that are on very late at night when I am sleeping. I go to bed early, freakishly early, some would say, but if I don't get my sleep, my craziness, my, yeah, yeah, craziness, that's, that's a word we could use fairly safely, um, becomes personified. All right? All right. Let's just leave that at that. Jimmy Kimmel, uh, first interview that I watched, he interviewed Mr. John Krasinski, uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, more commonly known, or known at all, in case I said his name wrong, uh, as Jim Helpert from the television show The Office. The, uh, the television show The Office is one that the missus and I very much enjoy, but... Uh, we have a sort of deal in which when it is, basically when it is no longer on the air, we have most of the DVDs so far. We're going to get the remaining ones and then watch it from the beginning, just the two of us. That's adorable, I know. We are a adorable couple, uh, probably make you want to puke. Bleurgh. Let me do my puke, son- my puke uh, sound for you. The missus always gets a kick out of it. So here it is. There you go. You probably puked just hearing that. Uh, So Jim Halpert came on the show. It would have been just a sort of everyday, normal interview, I assume. However, uh, Jimmy and Jim, (laughs) Halpert, I just realized that. Uh, So Jimmy and John, Jimmy and Jim, we'll call them, are actually neighbors in real life, IRL. Uh, And it turns out that they have a bit of a neighborly practical joke-type feud thing going on that started off with uh, Jim Halpert. I'm just going to call him Jim Halpert. I know that's not his real name. makes it easier for me. Jim Halpert broke into Jimmy Kimmel's house on a Christmas and put up some kind of weird-looking inflatable ornament dealies. Then uh, Jimmy got a, uh, a neon sign. I forget what it was for. I think it was a four-lease sign, maybe. I don't remember. And then put it on Jim's house. And then something went the other way. And then the last one I remember is Jimmy put in Jim Halpert's front uh, lawn area, whatever, I had, like, a giant reindeer. And when I say giant, I'm talking, like, 20-foot-tall reindeer. So that I uh, enjoyed because it amuses me to think of two grown men who are uh, celebrities and have presumably a fair amount of money are in a sort of war of prank-type things. I like it. Uh, That sort of thing appeals to me. Okay, moving on. Oh, okay, uh... The next guest was Ted. Ted, you ask? Ted, um, does he have a last name? You know what, I presume uh, his first name is Ted, and his middle name starts with the letter E, and his last name is Bear. That's what I am going to assume, Ted E. Bear. Uh, Ted from the movie Ted, (laughs) Uh, the Teddy Bear, the talking Teddy Bear. So obviously this is not something that actually happened in the sense that I I don't want to give anything away here. Um, I hate to do it, but real live talking teddy bears do not exist. I'm sorry. It uh, it had to be said. I hate to burst. I assume 90 to 93% of you listening uh, believe in talking teddy bears. Uh, I hate to tell you, but they don't exist. So this was a sort of CGI interview, pre, uh, pre-taped, obviously, uh, but it was very funny. Uh, Ted voiced by Mr. Seth MacFarlane, uh, and uh, he was out and about promoting, he was also on Conan, uh, he was out and about promoting uh, the release of Ted on DVD and Blu-ray, the sort of unrated version ted we uh, reviewed on this podcast and i believe we gave a five out of five am i correct in that assumption four or five i, I can't remember it was very good and uh, so was this interview check it out on the youtubes okay next uh leslie mann uh leslie mann aka judd apatow's wife Seem to be talking a lot about uh, Judd Apatow lately uh, because he is doing the sort of rounds of TV shows and some podcasts and what have you. It's Because he's got a new movie coming out called This Is 40, which I uh, actually saw on the weekend that uh, it is sort of uh, what is happening to the people from the movie Knocked Up, like a couple years down the road. Which I didn't realize, and uh, now do, and think uh, it's got some awesomeness brewing. He uh, apparently, along with his wife, Leslie Mann, also has his daughters in the movie, so he likes to work with family. Which, uh, if you know anything about Jimmy Kimmel, he also has a lot of his family working on the show. So uh, cool that they get along like that. Leslie Mann was, uh, and she said it, that she was uh, very sick and on a shit ton of drugs, and you could tell it was funny. Jimmy uh, made fun of her for that fact, uh, which I liked and laughed at. (laughs) Lastly, the last interview that I watched on the Jimmy Kimmel YouTube channel was one done with Mr. Ted Danson. Ted Danson, if you do not know, uh, is from a few things, to be fair. But, most notably, in my mind, from the television show Cheers, uh, I think maybe even just a month or two before I started this podcast, I ran through the entire series of Cheers. I've seen every episode, um, because I used to watch it on TV, used to watch it in reruns, every episode, probably three, four times, love, 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 Cheers, five out of five, Uh, I know I have mentioned on the podcast that, uh, freakishly, again, I'll use that word, freakishly, to describe myself, I have had, in my life, probably going on half a dozen plus dreams in which I was in the bar cheers. Bit of a longer than normal pause to let that fact sink in there. It's the place where you go, where everybody knows your name. So, why would you not want to have a dream that took place in the television show Cheers in the Bar? Why would you not? Basically, the dreams are just me sitting around with uh, the people from the TV show as if it is a real bar, uh, having some drinks and some laughs. Like, come on. Awesome dreams. Ted and uh, Jimmy... Jimmy, actually, with a lot of his guests, seems to be that when not on the show, they're just kind of friends with one another. Uh, So that's really cool. It seems so uh, the case is also with Ted Danson, that they're kind of buds off the air and have something called the Handsome Man Club, (laughs) whatever that is. Ted Danson talked about Cheers uh, a little bit. He's uh, actually currently on CSI, which kind of seems weird to me, but what the hell. Uh, when he talked about Cheers, he talked about the 30th anniversary where all the cast and crew got together. So uh, I like that. Also, how uh, Woody, if you know Woody Harrelson, he's got his—I guess—got a his start on that show. And apparently, he was the one who's like always showing up late or not showing up at all. But uh, the best part was Ted Danson told a story about how him. And, uh, George Went, who played Norm, and, um, Mr. Ratzenberger, who played Cliff, and Woody Harrelson sort of, uh, all called in sick one day where they were supposed to film, which that right there is funny. Uh, and they went out boating and, uh, apparently grubbed mushrooms. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was thinking about the, uh, those guys out in a boat grubbing mushrooms. Not to say that I ever have. <laughs> done that (coughs) but uh, I can imagine that that would be quite a a friggin crazy time apparently though Ted Danson had a bad trip so that made the story even funnier check it out on the YouTubes let's move on man I spent a lot of time on Jimmy Kimmel Uh, him and Adam Carolla seem to uh, do that a lot spend a lot of time talking about him but what the hell I like him I talk about him that's what I'm here to do You think, you probably think, listening to this, that I do this podcast for for you, do you not? Although that, perhaps, is the sort of end goal, uh, a lot of the reason for me doing this podcast is just for myself. So, I talk about what I want, when I want to. Okay, so let's move on to Conan O'Brien. Yeah, first guest that I watched was uh, Mr. Seth MacFarlane, who we just mentioned, he apparently is going to be hosting the Oscars. They uh, they both joked around a bit about how they think it will be funny that people tuning into the Oscars will see Seth MacFarlane and they'll be like, "Who the hell is that guy?" Which I guess creating a creating and voicing several cartoon shows and being behind the scenes, sort of, in the sense that you don't very often see his face in things. I mean, I have, because I kind of follow his career, and when he does podcasts and makes appearances such as this, I like to watch him because he is just super, super funny dude. Uh, You could tell it's just, it's his personality. Him, uh, off the cuff, is a funny person. You you can tell when a person is like that, or when they have sort of had things written for them and are trying to be funny or even are not funny. <laughs> uh, but he is definitely a funny dude. So, uh, although never having uh, the Oscars is not something I would watch or care to watch, uh, I would, and I hope they do make sort of a uh, clip thing on the YouTubes in which it shows all his funny moments. I do enjoy those. Whenever uh, Ricky Gervais hosts... What the hell does he host? The ones where he basically lets the rips people's assholes a new one. Famous people's rips them apart. Especially the Tom Cruise ones, because I am not a Tom Cruise fan. Mostly because of his Scientology bullshit. Uh, where was I? That was a tangent. So, let's move on. Okay, next is Mr. Nick Offerman, who you may know from Parks and Recreation. Uh, again, one of those dudes who uh, if you put him in a spot where he can talk to another funny person, funny shit is going to come through the screen into your ears and eyes. And it did. It did happen. His uh, mustache is pretty good. Uh, mine is not too shabby either when compared to, him, compared to his. Mine, uh, in fact, if I did not trim it, it would be bushier than his. Whoa, whoa, whoa. S- slow down, slow down. I know what I'm saying. My mustache would be bushier than Nick Offerman's. Craziness. I know you're not going to believe me, but it is true. Ah, so they talked about that. (laughs) His mustache. Uh, Parks and Rec. He's married to a funny lady, Megan Mullally. Touched on that a bit. And again, Conan interviewing a funny guy. Those are the ones that I always uh, tune into. When it's just him interviewing an actor... Sometimes I'll skip it, but when it's two funny guys together, uh, I have to watch. Such as, when he interviewed next, a mister, I don't know if I wrote it down right, Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd uh, is in a show that I watch called uh, The IT Crowd. IT Crowd? Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 that's what it's called. Pretty sure, pretty sure, almost positive. Uh, I watched the first few seasons that are available on Canadian Netflix, hopefully more will be available soon, or is it the whole series, I don't know. Anyways, a uh, very funny British comedian guy who was recently in a big movie, I uh, didn't write it down, oh well. Okay, moving on, quick quick. Oh, uh, Conan did a uh, another serious jibber jabber, but uh, actually, you know what, i, I Instead of doing it on Tuesday, I'll do it on Friday, just because uh, it is more of a podcast than a... uh... Okay, so, I do have episodes of The Misfits here to talk about. I am super close to home and running out of time, as I figured I might be. Got caught up in Jimmy Kimmel there. Uh, Let's see, episode one of The Misfits that I am bringing back to the Cube is one in which the uh, sort of, yeah, we'll go bad guy of this episode was a guy whose power was uh, whatever he drew would sort of happen. So I think I have seen that power before. Uh, If you know where I have seen that, or if I am crazy, uh, email me to the address provided in the closing credit, because I'm pretty sure writing shit down and then it actually happening uh, is a power I have seen. He did it in comic book form. Maybe where I saw it, it was, like, typed. Can't remember. Okay, so, next. Oh, next, uh, is a guy who goes back to kill Hitler. As you do when you have the power to travel back in time, do you not? However, uh, he was an old man, so he failed. On top of that, he forgot his cell phone when he traveled back to the present. So, Hitler now has a cell phone in which he uses to develop technology much quicker than should have happened and takes over the world. Bad. (laughs) That is bad. Does not end well for the Jews, I imagine, uh, in that case. Uh, Everything gets straightened out, so don't worry, Uh, Hitler did not have a cell phone. Alright, next. Oh, uh, there's a girl in a coma who has the power to snatch bodies. Uh, so, a good power, I suppose, she can move from her body to another body, however, she's in a coma. So, not the greatest. Um, however, the person who is statched is then trapped in her comatose body, which made for an interesting episode, as you can imagine. Okay, so, uh, moving through again, next, 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 gotta do these quickly. Next episode involved the, uh, guy, the funny guy who can split himself apart, is his power, his uh penis fell off. Next, <laughs> let's just leave that one quick. Next, we'll leave it with the last episode I watched. Good one to leave it off with. Uh, they jumped on the sort of zombie bandwagon, and they had a guy who could bring people back to life, and everything seemed uh, hunky dory with that, until of course uh, the people who people or animals that were brought back to life. Develop a taste for human flesh, as apparently you do. And uh, let's leave her at that. Sort of uh, had to squeeze through those Misfits episodes, unfortunately, because of goddamn Jimmy Kimmel. What the fuck? I am at home. I am pulling into the garage, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lacadaisical Liberal Keeper It is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lacadaisical Libra Cubicle Rist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com And now I have a theory.